0: You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Gosh, so just lift your hands right now. Look. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all doing today? Y'all doing all right? God is good, isn't he? Amen. I'm glad to be here. Uh, First time in 2019. How many just glad that we made it over into a new year? Amen. Amen. Y'all look tired. Woo. Is it like that today? Okay. All right. Well, this is my promise. What, What do I promise every time I get up here? I'm going to preach for three hours. I'm going to lean on y'all tonight. Look, <laughs> I'm just playing. Y'all, Pastor, have y'all, y'all ever watched the Apollo Theater on TV and somebody, like, does real bad and they get the cane out and, like, yank him off? He'll yank me down off of here. Amen? Amen. God is good, though, church. First of all, I want to give honor to God, who is the author and finisher of my faith. Um, I want to give honor to, um, to my pastors, Pastor Art and Pastor Maria. My spiritual mother and father, give God some praise for them this evening, Church. Come on, Church. We have we have some excellent spiritual parents. Um, I uh, I had an opportunity to uh, to be in Azusa uh, at Prey Chapel, Azusa. I'll be there the entire month, every Sunday, for the next month uh, through the month of January uh, for a study I'm doing. And it's just awesome to have pastors where you go, where people they smile when they talk about them. Amen. And so. How many know that a good name is greater than any riches? Amen. To have a good name is better than any riches that we could possibly have. And so just know that our our spiritual parents, they have a good name. Amen. And that means something. Particularly in in the times that we are living in now, um, a good name is something that is very important because the body of Christ is under attack. How many understand that? Amen. And so it's important. Uh, that not only that we preach the word of God, but we do so with integrity. Amen. Amen. And so it's just good to know that they have integrity. Uh, just thankful tonight for my wife being here. Um, we are in the final descent for this baby getting here. Amen. And baby number, yeah, baby number two will, will be here. And so um, Effie's going to be a, a big sister already. Like she's going to be eight. what, 18 months? She is 18 months now. So um, she's going to have to learn how to adjust, and we are too, so um, pray for us. <laughs> pray for us. Um, but, you know, God, I'm, I always hold on to what uh, I believe a Pastor, is it Pastor Fernando, he came, one, one, uh, one Iron Sharpeners, and he said, the kingdom of God is built on tired men and women. And so, um, you know, here we are, yeah, you know. Forty three and, and twenty seven, amen. And so, <laughs> y'all not getting me cut, uh, tore tore up tonight. <laughs> Almost <laughs> right, but uh, but you know, um, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. We we've been on break, you know, so we we're we're straight. Nevada State don't go back to like the twentieth, amen. Um, but um, all jokes aside, church, we are inc- incredibly blessed. Um, to have uh, a newborn coming into our lives, but but God has really impressed on me that this year that that uh, to step my game up, Amen. And so, how many know that the that that God chasing who He loves, Amen. And so He does through through many different ways. And so I don't know how God is going to challenge you, but I know that He's challenging me in some different ways. And so um, I've got a lot going on this year. So pray for me um, that. Uh, Everything is done in God's timing, and most of all, uh, through God's priority first. God comes first above all things, because without God, I would not be here, and none of us would be here. Amen. Come on, give God some praise, church. Amen. I'm really glad to see everybody. I'm gonna really miss y'all this month. I mean, I'm. It's not like I'm going like on a missions trip. Uh, that would be awesome. But um, yeah, it's uh, California is is fun, but. The the commute between LAX and Azusa is not fun, amen. And so, um, just pray for me. But it is it is kind of cool to to see the fellowship uh, outside of the church that I go to. But I love my church, and I love my my spiritual parents and all of you, amen. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna uh, I'm gonna minister out of the book of Luke. That's Luke 1:39 through 45. That's Luke 1, 39 through 45. This is a challenging word tonight, church. I, I will tell you that I wrestled a little bit with this as God was giving it to me um, because it, it deals not only uh, with the body of Christ but, but me personally. And, and so um, how many know that, uh, that we have to start with us before we start with anybody else? Amen. We have to start with ourselves. And so uh, God really challenged me on this one. Um, and it's funny because I was uh, just, like, looking at my notes last night, and I, and I, I, I fell asleep, and God was like, get up, <laughs> you know, and get back to work. And so, um, you know, he really impressed on me to get this done um, in a timely manner, but also to really, to really bathe in this. And I hope tonight that you see that, too. That's Luke one thirty-nine through 45. In case you're wondering where Luke is, that is in the New Testament. Amen. It's Luke 1, 39 through 45. God is good, church. Amen. And it reads as such. At the time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. would fulfill his promises to her. Church, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight. Lord, we love you. We look to you, for there is no other help. Lord, guide us tonight as we go into this new year of 2019. We need you like never before. But most of all, you are calling us to be better, to do better, to do things above and beyond what we believe we are called to do, Lord. You know the final thing what we are called to do. You love us. You have the best for us. Now, Lord, we ask that you would challenge us, that you would stir each and every person up for your glory, for your people who are lost. They need to hear a word. And, Lord, let us be a light that you have called us to be. In the precious and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, I just got one thing to say. Can we have the anticipation of promise in 2019? The Anticipation of Promise in 2019. You know, uh, going into a new year uh, can bring about a lot of emotion. Uh, And particularly in our society, the celebration of New Year's is a spectacle unto itself. Uh, And as the ball drops, and and we see this often on TV, uh, people often act in unique ways. Wouldn't we agree? Uh, For some folks, uh, New Year's is a celebration of endless possibility. Uh, Where flabby arms can turn into firm flesh at the gym and the abundance of money can possibly be made, New Year's celebration brings out a host of ideas and customs. Uh, Maybe you've experienced your family Uh, making special foods to commemorate the new year. For every pot of greens and black-eyed peas made in one family, uh, there is sure to be a pot of pozole, uh, lentils, and tamales made in another. Wouldn't we agree? Sounds good. We're already hungry. Uh, New Year's brings together family and traditions and maybe even a little superstition. Uh, New Year's Day can also be a time of great relief for those who struggled the previous year. After all, how many of us right here in Praise Chapel have struggled and said, if we can just get through the year, everything would just be all right. Uh, But see, here's the thing. For some, New Year's isn't a celebration, but a breath of fresh air. Uh, And if we are not careful, church, the enemy will work on our minds to make us believe that in life there are only good years and bad years. Uh, But I come here to tell you the truth tonight in that when we are in Christ, every year is a good year. Come on, somebody. New Year's Day may represent all of the things that I spoke of, but I also believe that we who are in Christ should not give ourselves over to distractions of the moment that we see in the world. Instead, church, we should ask God to give us a spirit of anticipation when it comes to his promises. The anticipation of promise was represented right here in the text. And what you need to understand, church, is that the story shows us that when Mary arrived at the house Of Zechariah. Elizabeth was so taken by her greeting that the child she was carrying began to leap in her womb with excitement. The child wasn't leaping because of a ball dropping and special food and games. Come on, somebody. He was turning because he was in close proximity with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. I need you to understand that if we could just get in his presence this year, church, Something would begin to turn over in our lives. What you need to understand is that God in 2019 is calling us to a closer relationship with him. And I believe that the first thing we need to do to achieve this goal in 2019 is to position ourselves to listen and give. Somebody say, listen and give. Yeah, see, now this may sound simple, but get this we live in a society full of distractions. And let's be honest, the people of God can find themselves out of position. Uh, See, what you need to understand about this text is that Elizabeth could have been out of position in her own home. And yet the Bible declares that when Mary entered the house of Zechariah, Elizabeth heard the greeting and the baby leaped in her womb. Let me break it down a little bit more for you. Within Jewish culture there is something called the hospitality code. And what that means, church, was that when when people entered your home, you spared no expense. Hospitality code simply means this. It means that people were in position to give anything they could to their guests because they were conditioned to do so. Do you understand what I'm saying to you tonight? But here is the thing about the hospitality code that was so powerful. People were so conditioned that they were in constant anticipation, somebody say anticipation, uh, for their next guest so that they could give something of themselves. Historians even believe and say that great joy would overcome a host if they heard a guest coming to their doorway. Some people would even wait at the door of their homes to see or hear if someone was coming to visit. It was a thing of honor to have someone in your home and to give what you had. Church, God wants to position ourselves to listen and give because people are coming right here to Praise Chapel, our house. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Church, God is challenging us to have a spirit of anticipation for those that are coming into the house of God. And I have a question tonight, and I want you to think about it. Don't answer it right now, but maybe answer it to yourself when you're leaving out or at home. What is our code? At PCLV, we have a mission statement. But what type of code do we live by when we come here? Let's go a little bit farther. Can we do that tonight? Let's take it a little bit farther. What type of code do we live by in our own homes? Can people feel the presence of God in our private settings, or are we distracted? Come on, somebody. Uh, do we meet people with disdain or with love? Church, I am a firm believer that when we listen for God and give ourselves over to his glory, our house will take care of itself. Come on, give God some praise. How I feel feeling tonight, church. Let me explain something to you. My wife, and she's really working on me in this new year because when we have guests to the house, she's like, oh, Lord, where are you going with this? But let me explain something to you. When people come to our house, I'm learning how to be a better host. And one of the things that I do that drives my wife absolutely crazy is that when people are in the home, she puts out all kinds of cheeses and all kinds of dips and all those things. And it seems like as soon as they have it out, I'm cleaning up right after them. If you've been to my house, you've seen me do it. But here's the thing, what I could not realize, and we would constantly go back and forth about this because I'm so anal retentive about how I keep my house, but this is the thing that I couldn't understand. She said, one day she said, don't you understand that that thing that you are doing is rude? I could not see it. I could not understand that it is not something that is hospitable. It was not something that was caring. I was so busy. Worrying about what was going on, how things were looking and how things were set. I wasn't worried about who was in the house. I wasn't worried about what was going on with the people that were in my home. Get this, church. Elizabeth was carrying John the Baptist in her womb. And after hearing Mary's greeting, was filled with the Holy Spirit. She asked the question, why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Ah, yes, she was humbled by the presence of the Lord. Now, get this. Jesus in the flesh had not yet been born, church. He had not yet been born. And yet Elizabeth had enough humility to recognize that she was in the presence of the Almighty. Oh, my God. But here's what is so mind-blowing about this text, and I really want you to listen to this part. Here's what's so mind-blowing. Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist, was filled with the Holy Spirit. She was humbled by the presence of God. And 30-something years later, church, John the Baptist said, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. Don't you understand? He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John received an impartation of humility from before the time he was born. He was conditioned to be humbled before the living God. Praise chapel. Here is the second thing. Get this tonight. If we really have the Holy Ghost like we say we do, then there should be humility in us. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Our children, our extended families and friends and church members should see this thing in us. The Holy Spirit is a fire it is consuming we sing about all of those things don't you understand it can change the DNA that can build a rich spiritual foundation for the next generation Elizabeth was humble and so was John the Baptist and can I tell you something tonight they both were filled with the Holy Ghost hallelujah and the truth of the matter is some of us want to be filled with the Holy Spirit But we are afraid to ask, we're afraid to ask. Some of us are just just plain afraid all the time. But let me tell you something, God is the originator of the hospitality code. He is the originator of it. Don't you understand that? He is the originator of the hospitality code. He wants your spiritual house to be whole so that others can see the light. Church, don't you understand? He was so hospitable that he gave us the ultimate gift, which is the Holy Spirit. And it was an indwelling in this house that we have in us. Let me tell you something. I remember my second or third year in college, and I went to a gospel concert on campus. And I wasn't used to going through to anything like that. And I had seen an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But this was unique Because there were so many people that I knew that were were in college with me and, and so many people coming from around the area. And it was such an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And people were so consumed that people for about a good 20 minutes after the service ended were just plain quiet. You could not, you couldn't, no one would say anything. Don't you understand that when the Holy Spirit is present, there are endless possibilities. I was just, Pastor Art was just talking about this not so long ago that there's been evidence when the Holy Spirit is present of gold in people being in people's mouths and gold dust just uh, appearing places and people getting saved and, and, and tumors falling off of people. The problem is, church, is that people don't believe that these things happen still. But can I tell you something? They are still happening in the earth if you believe. And if you wish to have the Holy Spirit, can I tell you, you do not have to wait. Any longer. Tonight is your night. Uh, Yeah, see, Elizabeth, after being filled with the Holy Spirit, spoke of the blessings over Mary's life. She spoke them. But here's where so many get it wrong, church. This is where religiosity takes over. People in our society say Hail Mary, they tell you to do Hail Marys. But Elizabeth wasn't celebrating Mary. She was celebrating the coming of Christ Jesus. Look at the text. It says it right there in plain. Church, I need us to understand tonight that a humble heart is a celebratory heart. Some of us need to celebrate again. Some of us have been so down in a rut for so long, we haven't felt any joy. Don't you know my mom convicted me when she was out here? She said, baby, she said, God has been so good for you, but... Good to you, but I don't see you smile as much as you used to. I went in the in the bathroom and wept because God has been good to me, church. And if God has been He's been good to everybody sitting in here, the very breath that we draw, the very breath that we draw is evidence that God is good to us. Whoo, God. Let me tell you something. Elizabeth in a loud voice praise the living God that was inside of Mary. Praise it. Praise, chapel. Listen, listen to this. It's time we start praising God for the positive changes we see in each other. Now, many of us know each other already. We know each other's testimonies. We have wept when people have come to the altar and they've been redeemed. It's happened recently, right here on this altar. Church, let's celebrate in advance for all the souls who are going to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit in 2019. And can I tell you something else? The Holy Spirit Church is a revealer. It is a revealer. Elizabeth recognized the promises of God through her visits with Mary. It's a revealer, church. She praised Mary for her belief and faith. Elizabeth said in verse 45, as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, The baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. That's powerful because Jesus in the flesh had not been born yet. God is looking for his people to blindly believe in his promises. That's why the Bible says, blessed is he who believes but has not seen. Oh, God, there are so many promises in the Bible. There are many promises that have been promised to us in the Bible. But what good will we be to ourselves and to others, church, if we don't stand on any of these promises? It's quiet. (laughs) Let me tell you, the promises of God are remarkable. There are things that have happened in my life, and I don't say this to brag or anything, in in the course of, 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 of the last Two years, some of you have seen it, that I cannot believe. Who would have thought that a young man from Columbus, Ohio, who grew up in poverty, whose mother was abused, who was told that he was stupid, told that, that, that he was special needs and all of these things, told that he was never gonna do anything, would be in the position to change other people's lives. I don't say those things to brag. I say it as a, as a moment of responsibility Because some of us in here, and I've discerned this, some of you believe that your lives are over. But the devil is a liar. God has not even begun to start on what he wants to do in your life. My Lord, his word can't come back void. I'm almost done. You can come. My prayer is that those who have struggled in 2019 should stand on his promises. you got to stand on his promises. You have to anticipate that your breakthrough is here. You have to anticipate that your breakthrough is here. Not coming, but here. Come on. Do you love him, church? Do you love him like you say you do? Give God some praise. I'm done. Hallelujah. I hope I didn't take too much time. Listen. Thank you, brother. (laughs) Can I say something? Our pastor, every year, he puts out a, a new banner, and we run with it. Can I just be honest tonight, Pastor? We run with it real well in the beginning, and sometimes we taper off and we waver away. I'm guilty of it. We all are. I'm not calling nobody else out. We're all guilty of that. People's lives are are hanging in the balance now. You know, you don't have to look far to see the state of our society anymore. It's not, a, it's not a myth of you can see every day what's going on. You don't need the news. You don't need social media and memes. You just see it now. You see that things are, are not as good as what they are and what they used to be. And so, you know, people are, are often talking about that we need change in our society. Yes, we need change. But above all else, we need Christ and we need vision. And when we are given vision, we have to run with that vision, church. What good, what good are we or what good is having a banner each year if we don't run with the vision that our leader has labored for in prayer and in fasting? What good are we? God is challenging all of us. I, I use my, myself as an example this year. Because God is calling me to do some, some work. I've got some, some other work to do in some other areas. And I'm not just talking about personal work. I'm talking about actual work. God is calling us to do work this year. I don't know what the banner is yet. I have no idea. Pastor Art never shares that with anybody until it's time. But I know this. You know, whatever it is, I truly believe that God is calling us to, to see that thing come to fruition. Some praise. I'm done. I'm done.